So you're thinking about turning your side hustle into your primary gig, which is real estate. So today we're going to talk about the four things that I think you should do if you're thinking about transitioning to being a realtor full-time. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. talking about taking your side hustle and making that full time. Listen, I don't blame you. The industry has been booming for over a decade. This has been the longest expansion period in U.S. history. So it's exciting. Real estate is exciting, exhilarating. So I don't blame so many people for wanting to jump into the real estate market right now. But with all of these new licensees coming into the market um, and making some money and wanting to go full time, there's a method to the madness of doing that. And I know we have TV shows like on Netflix and HDTV and Bravo with um, all of these big deals making a hundred thousand per transaction and it looks fun and exciting and it is. But that's not always realistic, um, depending on what area you're in. So I enjoy those shows too. I enjoy watching them, get little ideas from them. But a lot of those shows have influenced people to jump into the market. I'm here just to help you transition from your side hustle to your full-time gig. So let's talk about some of those things and see if this is the right time for you to jump into being a realtor full-time, right? Because that's what we're here for. So there's no exact science on how to do this. Let me just be clear about that. There's so many different paths that you can take to transition to being full-time. And let's face it, some people get forced into um, this career full-time because maybe you might have lost a job or something like that. So there's no right or absolutely wrong way to do this. These are just my suggestions on how to transition successfully into going from it being your part-time to your full-time source of income. Having a plan is really important in the success of the transition. So first, let's talk about savings. Yes, your savings. You should have approximately three to six months of savings. And when I say savings, I mean to cover all of your um survival expenses, and then a little extra for some of the entertaining things that you do. So for you to have just a normal life, understanding um, how much you spend each month, having that savings to cover that time. Now, the amount is really going to depend on your pipeline, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But you want to have liquid cash. You want to have quick access to cash in the event, you know, a transaction falls through, which we all know if you're in this industry, you have no control 
over if a transaction falls through. A transaction can fall through the day of closing. So you never know and you have to be prepared to be able to cover your living expenses in the event that you have some fallout, right? You want to supplement your bills if maybe you have some closings, but it wasn't enough to cover uh, your your full expenses for that month. So you want to make sure that you have money in a savings account to cover that. Um, until you get a consistent flow of closings, it's best to just have that cushion just in case. And I want to give you a little example, um, just in case you're not understanding what I'm meaning. Now, when the pandemic hit back in 2020, there were some states that realtors were making the most money they ever made in their entire life. And then there were other states where realtors were not considered essential workers. So all real estate shut down. There was no showing houses. There were no closings, nothing. So for several months, there were real estate agents that weren't making any, any money. That I'm sure was a terrible feeling, but many of those agents, hopefully they had a little cushion to fall back on to help them um, just cover their expenses at least each month until they were able to jump back into the real estate market. So that's just an example of in recent times when it was just totally out of your control and you needed to have that savings as a backup. So keep that in mind. Now, when I say having liquid cash, I don't mean having your cash like in a 401k. So if you think, oh, well, I have retirement savings, I could just use that in the event that something happens. No. With your retirement savings, one, you need to get permission to even take the money out. Two, you might be penalized for taking that money out. And then three, you might have a limit on how often you can take money out. So you don't want to depend on a 401k or retirement savings as your backup plan for your savings. Leave your retirement funds alone. Two, I'm not talking about the stock market. So when I'm talking about liquid cash, the stock market, I'm not saying is a bad investment tool. It's just not a good tool for your savings when you're looking to transition. As we know, in one day, you can lose 50% of your investments. So we don't want to play around with that right now when you're transitioning and you might need access to that cash. And I'm not talking about leaving your cash in one account. So if you want to co-mingle your funds with, you know, the same account that you, you know, do all of your, um, pay all of your expenses out of, and you go to the supermarket and you do all of these things, we don't want you to keep in your memory how much you have in your savings. We want you to have that separate a way that you're not touching those funds and you're not commingling it with the rest of your um, cash that you use on a daily basis. So that's what I'm talking about when I say savings. So two, let's talk about your budget, the B word. And I know a lot of people hate budgets and they feel like they're restrictive, but 
you create your budget, right? You're the one that creates it. So if you make it strict and stringent, you made the budget. So let's think of budgets as a realistic budget where you're putting in all of your expenses, um, going to the movies, going out to eat, you know, all of the things that you enjoy doing, budgeting for it so that you can see how your cash flows in and out of your account each month. It's just really keeping track of the flow in and out of um, your bank account each month and understanding it. Trust me, your budget is a necessary evil. So don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as something that's going to help you understand how your money flows. And make sure you understand how much money you need to survive. And if your survival means that you need to buy a pair of shoes each month, I mean, it's not part of my survival, um, but it might be part of your survival. So just create a realistic budget for you so you're not feeling restricted, but also understand if your money is limited, how much you need to survive until you get another inflow of cash into your account. And with your budget, this is something that people may not always think about, but when you're transitioning from going from being a part-time realtor to being a full-time realtor. Well, when real estate was your side hustle, most likely you probably had an employer. You worked for another company and that employer was responsible for you know, paying your taxes and insurance and things like that. When you become an independent contractor, you're responsible for making those payments. You're going to get the big lump sum and then it's up to you to divvy out that cash to where it needs to go. You need to pay your taxes because Uncle Sam always gets paid. So you need to allocate you know, funds towards a savings for your taxes, whether you pay them quarterly or you're going to pay them at the end of the year, you're still going to need to... Um, Think about how much you need to put away for your taxes. You also need to think about insurance, right? So when you were working for an employer, they took money out for your health insurance, dental insurance, eye insurance, life insurance, all of those things. This is going to be your responsibility now. And of course, retirement. You want to continue saving for retirement because we don't want to be a realtor for the rest of our life, right? So continue to save for um, your retirement. And so those are some of the things that people may not think about going from being an employee to an independent contractor. You're not going to get a regular paycheck. So just keep that in mind. The goal is to consistently get paid every month from real estate. But when you're transitioning, you may or may not have that consistency yet. So keep that in mind. And you also need to have a marketing budget. So you can see how your money gets split up really, really quickly. And you want to be prepared for that. So I'm going to give you an example. If you have a $10,000 commission check, you can't go and spend that whole $10,000. You might want that Rolex, but trust me, it's not going to be worth it. Because you need to allocate some of that $10,000 um, to paying for taxes, 
for your savings, for your marketing budget, for your bills um, and expenses. So just keep that in mind. If you're part-time right now, start budgeting. Start working through your budget so that by the time you do go full-time, you'll be used to managing your funds through a budget. All right, three, your systems. Now, when you use this as a side hustle, it was probably just extra cash to you. So whether you sold something, you didn't sell anything, it may have not been a big deal. But when it's your main hustle and it's your primary source of income, you need to make sure those systems are on point. It's a huge difference when this becomes your primary source of income. Your systems can be the difference between, you know, you being successful and not being successful. So we want to focus on your systems. You want to make sure you have the right systems in place so that when you do go uh, full-time as a real estate agent, all of those things are in place already. You're not just trying to get them in place. And like Jay-Z said, you're not a businessman. You're a business man, right? Remember that part? So the right systems build businesses. So keep that in mind. Now, what systems should you be thinking of? You want to have certain systems in place. You want to think of how will you manage your database? What CRMs are you using or will be using? You want to have at least three plus lead generation sources. So where are your leads going to come from? You want to think about your marketing and prospecting. How are you going to do that? What systems will you have in place? And just your regular standard operating procedures, your SOPs for your business. How do you do things? How will you do things? You want to understand how your business is flowing um, prior to jumping in full time. And number four, your pipeline. Your pipeline is really powerful and some people undervalue their pipeline and understanding um, how it flows your business. So your pipeline is a determining factor on how much money you need in savings. So if you have a larger pipeline, you might not need as much cushion in your savings compared to if you have a smaller pipeline. If your pipeline is very small, then you need more money in your reserves to help you, you know, adjust to going full time. So let me give you um, a couple of, of examples here on what I'm talking about. Let's just say you have 10 pending transactions closing. It could be some of them this month, the next month could be, you know, three months down the line, but you have 10 transactions that are currently pending. As we know, there's no guarantee that all 10 are going to close. But if you have two of those 10 that fall out um, and you're left with eight, that's not bad. And if you have, you know, some other actives in your pipeline, you have active buyers and sellers that are about to hit the market, then you can work with that depending on how much of that, how much cash flow will be coming in from those closed transactions and what your budget is like. But basically, you're in a good position. You're not in a bad position. Now, let's just say in another example, you only have three pending transactions and again, two fall out and you're left with one transaction. That 
may not be a great position for you to be in. Um, so you can see the difference in why you need more savings if you have less transactions compared to if you have a lot more transactions. Your active buyers and sellers, understanding how they fit into your projections as well um, further down the line. So thinking a little bit further down the road, thinking about your closings and so that you can stay consistent over the next several months as you're transitioning into being a full-time agent. So if you really don't have any um, pending transactions and not many active buyers, you might wanna reconsider transitioning right now. You might need to do a little bit more preparing and um, getting your numbers up before you actually do the transition into full-time. And again, if you are forced into full-time real estate, then you're just going to have to hustle hard and get everything situated and flowing um, until your business you know, really flows and hopefully you already have a savings that you can fall back on. So again, this is no exact science. These four are just my recommendations. So just to recap those four things, one would be your savings, two would be your budget, three, your systems, and four, your pipeline. And again, if you're forced into this, you know, just focus on getting those systems up sooner rather than later. Use your best judgment on when is the best time for you when you feel comfortable at transitioning into real estate, being your full-time main source of income. Um, it's always great to find a coach to help you stay accountable um, and use their experience and their resources to help you get ramped up much quicker. Last, my last point here is regardless, start with the right mindset of going from employee to independent contractor. Understanding this is your business to run. This is your business. You hold the keys to your success and you're not gonna have a manager over you. You're an independent contractor. You might be working under a brokerage, but ultimately this is your business. So you can um, run it up to success or run it down into the ground. It's up to you. Be disciplined, stay disciplined. You can build an exceptional business that you can be proud of. So if you have gotten any value from today, please make sure you like, you comment, and you share this with someone who might be thinking about transitioning from being a part-time realtor to being a full-time realtor. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to seeing you on future episodes. Bye-bye.